0: So we'll start off with the the first question. Cool. When did when did you know music was going to be a part of your life?
1: Uh, I was telling. Okay, I've been doing the music with the same guy for twenty one years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy DJ who plays in Stop Dropping Wine with me. But um, we were laughing with our the guy who records this yesterday, our producer Roy, because. Uh, we were talking about bands where it's, you know, it's a group of buds and they got that one guy they want to be in the band, but everybody plays something. So they make him play bass. <laughs> yeah. And then he all, and then our, our, uh, producer always ends up having to like ghost play his bass parts. Cause it's just their buddy <laughs> who they handed a bass to. He doesn't actually know anything. You, you, we've all met that that guy. Yeah. Um, been there. I am that guy. <laughs> he doesn't ghost my parts, but, uh, <laughs> They, they DJ and uh, our, our friend from school at the time did do the like. Hey, we have a guitar and a drum set, so you play bass now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in 2000 or like early 2001, like late 2000. Uh, and it, I got kind of hooked. I told him yesterday. I said the the problem was that I'm a big dork, and so then I tried to do a good job. I wasn't like all those other guys who just were like yeah, I play bass for this band, and they know like three notes. Yeah, three I was minutes. like. How does this? How does this thing work? And I like. I tried to be good at it. Like a Like a lame. <laughs> um. So so you got put in the bass
0: position. You got I assigned
1: did. the bass position. Although I feel I feel lucky that I did because I uh, discovered I have a, a aptitude for it or enough of one. Um. But also really like it. So, so that I, I I am kind of a multi instrumentalist, but I mm-hmm. like. Bass is the thing that I like do for real and like think about all the time and get really excited about or nerd out about
0: (laughs) So that's 2001. Like what, uh, were there any bands or bass players that influenced you to like practice
1: or um, just? Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, you may have heard of this guy, uh, little known uh, Mark Hoppus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We we were pretty heavy into all that because that was right when that was like starting like surging anyway. Um, mm-hmm. and we were 10, like 11. So yeah. then you think it's like the coolest thing in the world. Cause your parents hate it. And like, <laughs> it sounds like all raucous and you don't realize how corporatized it already was at that time. Right. But you think yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. Right. Um, yeah. and I still listen to all that stuff. So we got real, our, 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 our like punk rock, pop punk band, uh, did all like the blank, the green day, some 41, we got into taking back Sunday, um, and kinda of delved down like the emo rabbit hole out of that. But though, you know, we so we were playing Thursday songs, we were playing brand new songs, we played under oath songs. That's like all later. But early I, I did do I learned like albums of blink songs and just like hung out of my room and played <laughs> played those. Uh and then and then I started doing um rush rush tunes too. Uh, because everybody likes Kitty Lee. Those are probably like <laughs> the biggest two from from growing up.
0: Um, how were you like learning? Were you like reading the books or just
1: tabs or just by ear? It it was it was by ear, yeah. Um and- I hate tab because <laughs> I can't read it very well. <laughs> and we already have a system that gives you more information than tab. I don't want to be I guess I don't wanna get put on blast. If you use tab, that's great. <laughs> But uh, get put on blast on the internet for saying I hate Tab here. <laughs> I hate Tab. Uh, you can either learn it by ear or read it off of, like, actual sheet music because it's more – It's you can read music faster than Tab. That's, yeah. like, the point of notated music. But um, that kind of paid off, right? Because, like, you do a lot of covers on your channel and, like, your page and stuff. All right, you're mostly, like, getting those out or, like, you know – figuring out yourself so you can get like a good vibe on it and stuff too
0: yeah yeah for the most part um the, if there's parts like i don't know or maybe i want to like try to play like note for note what it is right. i look more like on ultimate guitar um they have like normally they have like nine times out of ten the actual official like tablature for it oh that's cool okay um but that's on the app and like you need a membership and all that stuff for
1: it which is just like another another little i am you know, apparently point to that. <laughs> out of the loop and i just learned songs off the record and i don't even know that that was an ad. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean uh so like i grew up with tabs but the main reason is because i wasn't taught like how to read uh music really like so just how like um for you when you learned music like when did you start learning how to read music
1: i was lucky because i was really uh involved in band in school so did you play like a like horn or like drums or any instrument in school band at all
0: no like in elementary uh like they we had a just general music class where we learned like keyboard i can play like ode to joy and uh and then you know we did like choir and stuff but when i went to high school i went to like a a private school so like catholic school they did have band and stuff there but i i went more like journalism and photography which like oh was just that's cool. different yeah different elective but i i was more at that time i was more like new metal kid like metal i don't need like this band this nerdy band stuff i'm in i'm in a real band kind of deal which like i didn't even learn you know like yep. i yeah i would learned how to play tabs or whatever but i didn't learn Maybe the fundamentals of
1: of music and music theory, uh, which and and are good to to know, but like tons of like everybody plays yeah. without that you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, not like not like how many of those new metal guys knew that? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes, right? <laughs> um, the oh yeah, so I I was real heavy in uh, school band, mm. which like. Is as nerdy as it sounds, <laughs> but uh, I took it to the next level of nerdy, which was then I would like kind of if we learned relevant information in school. Mm-hmm. I played uh, I played oboe, and then I pl- taught myself uh, tuba too to okay. do marching band, and then um, ended up taking tuba probably way too far. <laughs> uh, so I did like the the county I don't know whatever they call it down by you but like they you know you are you try out for like the county thing and they have you play it like we played where the the baltimore symphony plays because i grew mm-hmm. up in maryland um and then i like did it the next year i did like a tour like a midwest tour playing tuba for like a concert band and stuff. Dang. so yeah too much, way too much tuba <laughs> i i've have so i've done like low end across the board on most like i play bass in like rock and jazz bands and like school and stuff and church band mm-hmm. um i've done upright bass for jazz band and like a symphony setting uh like a and then i've also played tuba for marching band and uh like a wind ensemble mm-hmm. so i like bass <laughs> <laughs> do you think that
0: um your like your knowledge of like reading music and just having that general theory helps you learn instruments faster
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably probably, right? Yeah. Or it makes it more frustrating cuz you like I know what it should be. Mm-hmm. And but you can't because I mean it's a new it's like a new instrument. You can't do it. You can't do it. Just cuz you yeah. know what the notes are supposed to be doesn't mean you can actually play the stupid thing. Yeah. So my my I would like I would love to learn to play saxophone. That's like the only instrument I've never played. Dang. And like so of course I think it's just the coolest thing. <laughs> it's just the coolest thing ever. And I'm sure it would be terrible at it. <laughs> Have you tried at all? No, I have not. Hmm. You, you should try it. See what happens. I, I should. I'd have to get one first, and that's the main <laughs> issue. I've got all these tuba mouthpieces hanging around my house, so I don't have a tuba either. That would be a fun one to get back. That would be fun to get back into. Yeah. Because it's like it. You know how your your bass like reverberates again, but it's it's solid wood. So like, okay, it's like like dude, when you play tuba and you're sitting there and you got twenty five <laughs> feet of metal, just absolutely. Whoa, like vibrating on you playing like down real low it's cool i i bet um we
0: played with some uh some like like big bands like we had one hop on stage with us to do like a chameleon cover yeah. one time and like the tuba was just getting it it was crazy
1: so so beefy <laughs> the dudes the dudes who can do that play like the like those real like the the funk bass lines or like get into like the kind of like. Jaco inspired bass lines on, but on tuba. It, that's so bonkers. I mean, because you're, you're, it is like 20 or 25 feet of, so they're pushing yeah. air through 25 feet of stuff, but at 16th notes. Yeah. You're like, can you, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> come they're on. It's supposed to be like super, <laughs> super buff.
0: Yeah. It's, you're making me want to like try out a tuba, see what happens it's it's cool
1: I, I was lucky to play in a in a thing though you know like by yourself you're like okay that sounds it's fun <laughs> yeah but when you get to push it's like playing bass in like a rock it gets loud it's loud and it's yeah. like sounds huge like so when you turn your amp up really loud and you drive your like your rock band or whatever around because they have to do whatever you play basically because it's bass <laughs> Like it's the same Tube is like got the same feel
0: yeah for sure um let's go back to when you started uh so when you started in 2001 jamming with your friends like Mm -hmm. was your goal to write music or did y'all just want to like keep just kind of
1: jamming and see what happens we talk about that a lot uh as we've met more and more musicians who like don't who are you know real active in like the cover band scene or they do like this and that tribute band or they just play and they we started music writing music like right away Mm because i guess we just assumed no one told us that you had to do that yeah but we just assumed that when you learn an instrument then you have to start writing your own songs also which really paid off because you that is a skill you need to practice all like any other instrument or music related thing like setting your stuff up really fast (laughs) to get out of there or take it down before the band comes on the stage, Right. Oh oh man. Anything that you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Any aspect like it, it, songwriting is like the hardest, you got to practice it. So you got to write a really bunch of like really terrible songs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, for like a while. Um, so again, feel lucky that we did that and no one told us to like stop or anything or that we just decided, I, I don't know. We just, we just started writing songs like right away. Um, I like that process though too so I we we probably were just interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um that's that is one of my favorite aspects about being in a band and like being a musician is is the songwriting process and like the problem solving and like like getting in and being like okay what what's happening with this song and like <laughs> trying to put it together and like and then when it comes out you're like oh yeah that sounds real good. Was
0: there uh, any point where like you you guys feel like you found uh like the answer to to writing songs like maybe a certain structure or something like where something clicked and you're like okay we can write
1: songs now no because we're all like we're still we're always messing with the form still so one of the things i mean sometimes you're going to do like first chorus, first chorus and like throw a bridge in there somewhere and just call it like a, and call it a day. Cause that's, it's yeah. like, that's what the song calls for. One of the things with, with the problem solving, like what I like to do is okay. What is this song going on? Like, should it be a traditional song structure or should we maybe poke, explore some other options of like where the song wants to go? Um, w- which we've done, with varying levels of success (laughs) over the years. Uh, It's still fun to, I I like to push myself like compositionally and like try that. Uh, uh, The other side of that is you need to then have the discipline to just say, okay, the chorus is only three chords. You can probably write a regular (laughs) song structure,
0: right? For sure, for sure. Uh, So when I was looking up your Facebook, you guys, uh, are you explaining yourself as uh, like what emo fans that grew up and got a jazz degree? Emo kids grew up and got a jazz degree? Oh,
1: yes, that's extremely accurate.
0: (laughs) So when do do you, uh, how do you fit like maybe those odd signatures or like just different ideas into your music? Do you do that? Do you have an idea before or does it happen like just while you're? Writing.
1: Uh, both both is both an acceptable answer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The uh, oh, these people are getting an accident in the alley. Oh boy, that was uh, close. There was almost a car accident outside my window. Dang. <laughs> um, I think they're good. The uh, the odd meter stuff, we. I try not to have that be the end goal of a part or a song is just for it to be in a weird meter because then you end up, it it's uh, it's not very interesting for like the listener. Where if if you use it to subvert expectations or like come up or surprise someone right or come up with something interesting to say with it, mm. then you can use it very effectively. Um, so we we rarely are in like. Like I don't think we have any songs that are straight odd meter all the way through. Yeah, we tend to we tend to be mixed meter, and then and we'll do. Um, uh, uh, I could play you examples with my audio stuff here if you want. <laughs> yeah, well, um,
0: I, I th- I'm sorry. Uh, the f- The first time that I like heard y'all is because I saw you post um, Space Force in like one of the pop punk oh yeah, yeah, and I was like this uh is awesome it's super pop punk but it definitely had like that different feel and like you could tell it still stayed within the pop punk realm but like when I read like emo kids at, with jazz degrees I was like oh cool mate like totally makes
1: sense so that's kind of like the idea that i I had um and that's that's accurate that I think is probably my most straight up pop punk song in like a while yeah, um, but we had we had fun with it. That's a good quarantine uh, <laughs> t- turnout thing because we had nothing else to do. We we're like, well, why not write that? Th-? We were like joking about it for a while, and then we kind of did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it uh, people like it. Yeah, we ended up putting it on like streaming and stuff, which we were not planning on doing. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, enough people asked for it, and and it did like not like we're crushing it with Spotify numbers <laughs> or anything but we did it did like j- jump up past pretty much all the other stuff so somebody likes it which is like <laughs> hey that's great um, there's a lot of dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> did it. and then it's like it's too it's it's very stop drop rewind because there's like there's if I explain like compositional slide stuff it's like too smart for like dick jokes there's like a <laughs> bunch of Star Wars and like Star Trek references all over the music and like little tiny uh music things that i snuck in there um which we did like the the john williams ripping off holst the planets thing which he's probably just doing like a Mahler thing (laughs) there too but like nobody knows that it's because i shout dipping dots in the middle of so no one's paying attention to the harmony the harmony there but like it is it is there it's um oh when does it happen to star wars (laughs) It's when they're, I think when they're dragging the Millennium Falcon into the Death Star, like the first time, like in the first one, there's like a musical cue there. Are you a Star Wars guy?
0: Um, I've seen, I know I've seen it, but I
1: don't know the cue or, I know the song, but I'm not sure. You don't have every single minute of music from Star Wars memorized? Come on. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That's that's cool. When anybody watches this, they'll be like, well, that guy is a huge nerd. (laughs) it's super creative uh, to just to even add
0: things like that. So like, is that something where it's just kind of like you're recording and you're just like, Oh, this would be pretty cool to do here. Or, you know, how,
1: how, how do those like ideas? come up? That is the part. That's the part from when we wrote it. So uh, we, we, I try to have everything kind of set before we go in the studio and we will poke around and Mm -hmm. see if we can come up with anything. Um, But, with the way the recording process is, you know you don't you don't want to be there for like a thousand years, yeah which we definitely have done our our twenty eighteen album took us like six months to record or something, and that was like going multiple times a week <laughs> out and the guy- i mean he lives like an hour away mm-hmm. too, which i you know you live in Texas, which is huge, and the Midwest is not a small place, but that starts to stack up two hours at, yeah. in a day in the car, and then you're also all having day jobs and playing shows and trying to get the studio done. Um, we we started pre-production in like January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Started recording, I think, at the beginning of May. We didn't finish till the end of October. And then I didn't get mixes until January of 2018 for the album. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's like long stuff on there. Yeah, it's like real real deal stuff right there. Yeah, the singles the singles went faster. We kind of refined the process. We made sure we had longer sessions, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been trying to take care of some stuff. Uh, you know, if if we want to put in a, a guitar part, like you said, like try something out in the studio, I try to have it all like two or three ideas written before we go. And so it's just plug it in instead of saying, okay, what does this need? Right. Right. Try to be smart about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and too, like you have – equipment right to like record it sounds like um so you know utilizing all of your resources there your
1: your home yes the and now with everything being having been shut down we all have entered the world of home recording yeah
0: yeah for sure uh do your other bandmates have uh, recording equipment
1: uh varying degrees yes so i'm kind of in the middle Um, And I can sort of do some stuff from the house. I did all the demos uh, for the studio cycle we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But our uh, drummer, Andy, has like two drum sets in the basement, and he's got everything routed through the wall so he can engineer from outside the room with like the soundproofing stuff and like new vocal mics and all the – and like room mics and overheads and things. So he's got kind of an elaborate setup Mm. at the house. My house is not that big, so I cannot (laughs) have that – Uh, But I do do our, I can demo guitars and vocals and send them out to everyone from the house.
0: That's cool. Is that what y'all have been doing uh, during this quarantine?
1: Yeah. We did, uh, uh, if you saw our, the Weezer and Green Day Fall Out Boy mashup that we did. Yes. The Christmas song and uh, another one was a home. Those are home home recordings and like we we shot. So I do all that video editing um, for those. If you've watched those and you think that they're bad people in the world, (laughs) it's because I have absolutely zero uh, video (laughs) editing training besides what I have figured out for myself by doing a band for 10 years or 10,000 years. Um, Because you have to know every skill. If you're young and you're thinking about starting a band, do it. But also just start reading everything about everything because you have to learn all skills all the time.
0: Yeah, that, that's really good advice. Like I've had to ta- I teach myself how to edit my videos, you know, how to yep. even set up the like instruments, how to get good sounds from yep. interface, booking. <laughs> booking emails,
1: networking, routing, a routing a tour. Yeah, not getting in a fight with someone when you live in the van with them for like weeks at a time. All of these are skills that you need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm in the seven piece band. So having to deal with Whoa. six other people. Whoa. <laughs> uh, oh and my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, pretty wild. I love those dudes, but it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, definitely all skills. Everyone who's starting a band should uh, look into. It's not just playing an instrument. Nope.
1: (laughs) Which, which I'm still I I don't know if that makes me old or whatever. I still think that you should be like as trying to be as good at your instrument as you possibly can. But you also, yeah, marketing, social media management, (laughs) all these things are also good. It's it's tough, man. No, like it's nice to do everything. You because then you have control over it. You shouldn't really have to do all of that by yourself. And my my band does a nice job. Everybody kind of breaks it up, or I'll say like, "Hey, I need help with this," and the guys can I can send over this or that to somebody else. Um, but like the industry isn't designed that way, right? Every it's like we're in between the like the old model and whatever it's going to sort of end up as. Yeah. So like, a band has to have all those things, and now you've added social media and like independent distribution to like all the streaming services that you don't get paid for and you're trying to like book tours by yourself and all this stuff like i designed some of the merch our drummer's wife uh does most of our graphic design because she is a really good at it and then B also trained at that so she has mm-hmm. like all this stuff to do it um so she helps us out a lot but like so then we're trying to like handle like merch and like get all this stuff together you didn't do that before <laughs> if you have like a label they should do that for you but There's not like not everyone has a label now.
0: Yeah. And so I think like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, like the goal was to be on the label. And I don't think that's the goal for bands now. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I mean, are you, so are you guys signed?
0: We're not. um, We kind of do like have our own label or we've been on some local like kind of, I, I guess we can call it a label, but just we call it, it's more like a co-op where we just all use each other to book yeah. shows and stuff. So we haven't been on an official like real deal label, but also
1: we can do everything ourselves right now. Right. So and so you just have I mean you have to do the work. But then if you do get paid for it, yeah, the money goes straight to you and you don't have to give anybody a cut of it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. So cool yeah but you have to do the work
0: yeah but here too i don't know how it is for you like in in texas and san antonio like even if we do uh, a local show and we get paid for it like if we're booking it then we also have to pay out the other bands or like and then if we like we don't get like this sort of set guarantee it's just like what's the door going to make and what's this oh, going to yeah. do. And, you know, so like even on top of that, it's, it's hard being like uh, just an original band because, right. you know, if we did covers then we can get like, Oh, like, yeah, you can pay us like 500 bucks yep. for a couple hours and we'll play
1: covers all night. But, you know, so we do, we do both. We do too. <laughs> yeah. I've did, we fund like a lot of our stuff with being a cover, like a bar band also. Yeah. And all we do and we like have a p- more polished show cuz we're not just like a bar band. So we have like the chemistry of being an original band for like 12 years. Um and then I try to bring the intensity from like the original sh- like stuff that like some of the bar bands don't do. Um so people respond cuz it's still a show like I don't know. Yeah. But we've we've definitely funded like music videos, t-shirts, <laughs> Albums with being a bar band. So what we'll, because well will you know you cut yourself some money, but then you save some for the band too. Yeah. Save up a little savings plan there. That's nice. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned that
0: you feel like you should be good at your instrument. To you, what determines that? Like, how do you know someone's good at their instrument?
1: Oh. That's a that's a loaded question, sir.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll just let's Uh, stick with bass. How do you know (laughs) that someone's a good bass player? How
1: do you know that someone's a good bass player? I said they should try. You should strive (laughs) to be good at your instrument. By the way, not that you have to be good at it. Right, right. right. I said your your personal goal is that you should strive (laughs) for that. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Because I went to school for jazz. You're never good enough. Trying. Um. How sounds? Okay. So the uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. The people everybody just assumes that you know. That's I mean, uh, Your first I would say the first thing is if you're getting a like if you're making getting an audience like reaction. You're making somebody feel something. Okay. Right? So you don't have to be great or technically proficient to do that. Yeah. Um, But you you do make people, or if you are playing for a bunch of musicians and you do something really cool, they are still (laughs) going to feel something and think that's cool, so that counts too. Yeah. Um, And to be more vague, are you (laughs) doing what you're, are you like, are you saying what you're trying to say on the instrument?
0: Okay, I like so, that. So like you
1: made a cool you made a cool sound, but like can you do it at the gig tomorrow? And are you controlling what's happening in the moment? Okay, you're getting real deep,
0: real deep with that. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. No, that that's cool. I mean, I'm obviously it's not like a right or wrong answer. There's just... definitely
1: not a right answer <laughs> for that one. What would you what would you say? How do um, you know somebody's good?
0: I mean I'm, I guess it would be like timing, you know, making sure, uh, yep. you know, they're playing on time in the pocket, um, but just playing appropriate bass lines. Like, you don't have to show off all the time, but if you can do something. Oh, well, I'm off so. the show then. <laughs> getting kicked out. You get a little show off sometimes, but it's cool. Yep. You you got you sing too, like that's super impressive like that's that's hard to do <laughs> that's how i know you're a good bass player because you can <laughs> play bass and sing and you're not just playing root notes you know okay oh god yeah
1: <laughs> there was a lot of mapping out, getting the grid out and going like okay <laughs> this is this note on this beat and like forcing it through for a while
0: yeah i actually have a question about that like do you write uh do you write your lyrics or melodies based on what you're gonna play on bass or vice versa like
1: do you write the bass lines based on your vocal melodies uh no they actually they're written separately, so mm-hmm. our guitar player d j uh who was in that the first my punk band in two thousand with me um mm-hmm. he writes all the lyrics for stuff and and the and like the vocal lines mm-hmm. so he writes all the lyrics and then we tend to we workshop the I write most of like the music for the thing and then I send out the demos. And then we talk about uh we kinda go over together like the, the themes for the what we want the lyrics to be about. Um sometimes he comes in with like a whole thing and like a concept for it and I'm like, Oh, that sounds that's really, really cool. Um, if I have some musical things that I am feeling very strongly about, I'll say like, Hey uh you know, 'cause he went to school for English and he's like more creative writingly minded. Anyway, and I did the music thing, so we're using what we are good at or trying to use what we're good at, right? Um, And so I'll say, and and I'm not much of a writer, partly because I didn't practice it enough, (laughs) like we discussed with anything. Uh, uh, So sometimes I I will be like, hey, you know, this this thing that I'm working on has this kind of feel, uh, or I'm thinking about, these kinds of like little like, I don't know, like life vignettes or like this kind of tone or something when I'm working on the part, like, let's talk about putting the vocals in that direction. But then he'll come back with lyrics. So he writes all the lyrics um, and he usually writes all the vocal lines that I end up singing to. We tend to workshop those together mm-hmm. um, just because then I have to sing it. Yeah. And so if I'm like, okay, this, I can't sing that lately. We've been trying to say like, how, what register, like at what register am I in? And like, how is that going to come across, across the whole texture? And like, can I sing this song every night if it's like this high or this, you know, demanding or whatever, um, and keep things kind of reasonable. And I have a lot of anxiety about that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause of a Getty Lee interview that I read. I'll ask myself, why do you have anxiety about that, Chris? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I have Getty Lee's giant base book, and I think that his. Do you have that? His big book of bass?
0: Uh, I know, I know what All it bass. is. I didn't get it, but I kn- I know what
1: the book is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a young person and you're on the internet, it's like Instagram, but it's on paper, because it's pictures of bases. <laughs> so it's like looking at, yeah. Uh, And they talk about being in the studio and they start having him after, um, and here's why I have anxiety about it, (laughs) because they said they started paying attention to what he actually could like really sing and execute like a lot, like right after the album where I am less into Rush. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, yeah, then we were like, oh, how about we pay attention to what we're writing and like picking keys that are like good for your voice and stuff. And we had just started doing that. And I was like, oh, no, we're old. (laughs) <laughs> this that's is gonna be it. like the I hate this I hate the stop drop rewind music period now that I am not just pushing my forcing my voice into things I can't actually say uh, like I hope that's not but I have a lot of secret anxiety about anxiety about it
0: Um, I, yeah I mean I don't know if you're old but I I was gonna say kind of what, what you had just mentioned like when did you know when did that even like come to mind because I don't think that's something that you know younger bands even think about you know just write the music write what vocally what you can do or what sounds good at the time but it's like can you do this every single night you know it's
1: crazy maybe i'm that's old. that's that's relatively recent development yeah um some of it, too, is just about trying, is having more, like, we're not just scrambling to be in the studio all the time, and, like, get just get it done and, like, get it out so you have more time to make choices. So we do try out songs in different keys and things. Yes, yeah, for sure. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's probably smart. <laughs> uh, we just did an acoustic uh, single, so I actually I play guitar on that and then sing that, too. Um, the Joy? That what's called? The, the Joke? Joy. Oh, Joke. Yeah. Joke.
0: Yep. yeah i was saying today music oh, videos nice. look awesome
1: uh sounds really sounds really nice oh yeah thanks dude yeah for sure yeah we had a lot of fun doing that music video too uh we the rodney who is like the star mm-hmm. the actor guy um was in a band in the area called fragile soul around here so we knew him from that and we were like hey dude you like to perform do you want to just like you know a band that you're friends with and then yeah they, you help guys help each other out and stuff. Uh, we tried like four different keys for that song <laughs> because, especially with how exposed the vocals are, th- that was that conversation. It was like, okay, how, what key is going to have the the vocals land for maximum effect? Because I'm in a tuning that I don't usually use on the guitar. Okay, for that song. So we messed with that too. Pretty long uh, pre-production. Cycle on that song Yeah. I mean, even though it sounds I'd... even though it sounds like straightforward. And that tends to be that way. If the more things that are going on the more uh nonsense you can get away with. But if it's just one acoustic guitar and you singing by yourself, like it's got to be right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um well, it definitely paid off. The song sounds great. Uh music oh, video is super cool. Um I want to talk about how you got into
1: teaching bass. Oh, uh I somebody recommended me to a store in mm-hmm. the area and said that I would like probably do a good job at it. Uh, and I had no teaching experience, so I was super nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been like four, it's yeah. been four and a half years now that I've been doing that. And, um, I don't have a ton of students, but I like, I have a, not, I, so I can like kind of focus on, on everywhere right now I am, I am sort of expanding. Um, I had picked up, I had like a full day for a while and then I picked up a second day. And so I had like, kind of, I was in like, well into like double digits worth of students, which is, is a nice amount, nothing crazy. But, um, then when everything shut down, you know, people shit like fell off cause they, their life got disrupted. And like they income is much more, uh, you know, uncertain. Yeah. Uh, with the pandemic and stuff. So, I've now picked up doing some remote stuff. I have that ability so I can teach people anywhere in the country. So if you like this, I could talk at you every single week uh, for a reasonable fee (laughs) and uh, tell you all of my deep and or annoying things about bass that I say. And uh, we go, you know, we do fundamentals and stuff uh, besides like songs that people like to learn. Everybody like, you know want to make sure everybody's interested in working on songs that they like. But I'll recommend stuff for people too. Um so I am expanding again and trying to get some new students and uh have played like every kind of music known demand basically. So I feel reasonably confident teaching people. <laughs> uh it was just a recommendation though. Someone said, "Hey, you should try this out." And I like was that was 4 years ago and I was still trying to get out of my my day job at that time. Yeah. Uh, which I finally did. Woo. Um, yeah. So I did it and was super nervous, and then I figured it out and kind of developed a system that worked for me. I I did t- I had taken lessons, um, which helps because you at least know the format and like mm-hmm. kind of the expectation of what is like supposed to happen. But private lessons aren't like teaching really. Like the store doesn't have like a curriculum. Yeah so it's kind of it's kind of just you out in the world trying to make it work but i want people to feel like they got like a real you know we we read music and we talk about music theory and you like you can learn things by ear and like you can identify like why genres work and like what the bass is doing and like in come up with your own bass lines when someone just starts playing something random in addition to then knowing like standards like you should know like a like a temptations baseline and you should know like a blink 182 baseline and you should know like a chili peppers baseline and you should know like a Larry Graham baseline and like try to cover a decent amount, you know, yeah, blues baseline. Anything like anything that you can come up with. I don't get a lot of Scott interest, unfortunately, man,
0: that'd be, I can do it. (laughs) I do you have any Scott songs? Have you
1: written any Scott songs? So my buddies (laughs) started a ska club at our high school that we then all ran for several years. (laughs) So, yes, there have been some ska songs in my life. Awesome. I I have, I (laughs) I have, uh, I, my, what am I, my biggest ska band is probably Five Iron Frenzy. Okay. Um, that I like, that I like, and My favorite album is The End Is Near, which is probably their least ska album. (laughs) Not to get kicked off. I I, I do, I do, I do like I mean like so the we saw Less Than Jake on the uh the Hello Rock View when they when that the year that came out, they toured with uh Newfound Glory and um Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And they were on uh Young and the Hopeless and Sticks and Stones. So that tour was nuts first off especially yeah. in retrospect like it was great when we saw it we were like woo but that just seemed normal because you're like 13 and that's just like you listen to and now those are like all insanely monumental Huge, albums yeah. for people <laughs> yeah um so we saw that tour me and dj who's in the band um that is a, that's a, that's like a Scott album and like i <laughs> like streetlight and and I'm a '90s kid, so of course, "Money, Money, Boss" sounds make me happy. Yeah, of course, they have to. But less than Jake and them kind of fell off with like the horns and stuff too. They kind of went more straight rock.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, luckily enough, like we opened for Less Than Jake, but oh, dude, nice. There was like six or seven openers. It was one of those shows, you know. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I've been on so
1: many of those.
0: So we had a venue called the White Rabbit, and like uh, when I was in a metal band, there'd be like thirty bands like yep. in one night. So ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's just metal bands. So when we when we were doing um, in in Maryland, we were it was like all pop punk, mm-hmm. four to six, and six is a lot, and four is like okay, yeah, yeah, three three four nice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: five six all right, I'm like settle down yeah and and I wanna play i wanna play too and get in front of people, but like you don't need to see six bands. you're not gonna remember six bands if you're just like an average show attendee exactly that's the big that's the biggest issue with that
0: yeah uh I agree a hundred percent like my biggest goal was to be like, hey, we need just to be remembered like yep whatever we do like Put on a really good show, like for f- focus on the show aspect of it, and
1: then talk to people and get them to yeah remember our name. And ta- I mean, talking to people at, like before and after you play is the only thing because everybody can play. Yeah, I mean, unless you sound like absolutely terrible, but like assuming <laughs> that everyone has a decent level of like competency, it you just you have to talk to people. Yeah. This is our we can break this up into our. Podcast about just starting a band. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, we need one. People, people need to hear hear the stories. Well, no, they, no, that,
1: that's what all the, the clickbait. Nobody wants to be in a band anymore, right? I,
0: yeah,
1: Maroon Five. Maroon Five guy says bands oh are dead. God. So now, yeah, come on.
0: I saw that. I saw that. Hey, I really liked Adam on the Voice. So, you know, I just can't
1: dog him. No, I my issue isn't that he said that it's that i think he thought he was helping yeah and he wasn't doing anything yeah no absolutely not <laughs> i'm aware that people wrote like the 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 metal uh or consequence sound and like uh metal uh, what's the big clickbait metal aggregator site
0: they have like uh like metal sucks or
1: yeah so, yeah those kinds of things like they wrote that for clicks because it's oh, a, yeah. it's a really spicy single line headline yeah for sure i know what he meant but he also didn't back he didn't back it up yeah with anything like the first maroon five album has like cool songs on it and they are they were like a band at that time so like <laughs> yeah. obviously bands exist um and, but he he didn't say i don't get a lot i'm sure i'm looking forward to the hate <laughs> I get in the comments for my my strong opinions today uh it's because my other band members aren't here to like moderate or to like <laughs> dilute what i'm yeah. like Saying and like say funny things in between. It's just me shouting strong opinions. It's the whole okay, time. we're here, we're here for it. This, this is, is this about is a bad, you. This was a bad idea. This was a bad <laughs> idea. Can I can I call my guitar player? Uh, I'll just put him up to the mic on the phone. Um, he didn't because I think he thought he was trying to help or be like band still likes, but like he didn't say. Bandcamp has been running no profit taking Fridays for a year under COVID to support artists. Yeah. He didn't say there's a bazillion uh, independent bands on Spotify who are all making no money, like go stream their stuff overnight with the sound off to like support them. He didn't say uh, check out any alternative website that promotes a bazillion new bands a day. Uh, yeah. Like even alternative press is like not mainstream for people that listen to that like know who Adam Levine is, right? <laughs> and they they debut sixteen new bands a day, yeah. And they're constantly running like listicles of like new bands from every state you should check out and stuff, right? And he didn't say, uh, you know, that every band in your neighborhood is playing down the street because everybody knows there's like local bands, but. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, you see what I'm saying though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you, you can just, say like the follow-up sentence could have just been get on band camp and buy something. Yeah.
0: Support your local bands. Right. Music, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. And that dude's just, I guess out of touch or right. uh,
1: that's, no. that's basically what I'm, that's my take. That's my takeaway. Yeah from that no one thinks that there's no bands anymore yeah absolutely
0: like big star whatever like you know you who are you like is that dude listening to new music like i don't know obviously not i guess um right anyways yeah well
1: it's is it for is it for him all like i don't you know i don't know Mm -hmm. what Adam Levine listens to. <laughs> right. He could listen to only Maroon 5 albums in he house. I like, I don't, or like all, he wears only purple pajamas and listens to Prince all day. I, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, he could. I don't know. I Adam don't know. Lavin. Yeah. Adam Levine, uh, bad take, bad take on that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk about your two bases I see behind you. Oh, I see can get once out the... more if you want. Uh, I mean, what what do you got? What do I'm you definitely know? Definitely, ki- I'm definitely
1: kidding. What are you working? I mean, at? I have more. But... <laughs> uh, so I've got my main. My main base is a uh, 2008. Uh, Music Man. Sterling. Yeah. Yep. Um. With uh single coil at the neck position, which they no longer offer for some reason, even though it sounds amazing. Um, And that's been my, this is the bass I use for like almost all the Stop Drop Rewind stuff and most of my gigs. It's good all purpose bass with all the, you know, wide pickup coverage here and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty standard bass. It's pretty grimy. And you can see the brown line right there. That is not (laughs) um, part of the instrument. (laughs) that's just my gross gig sweaty hands uh, curing the instrument over a 12 year period here okay that's the character right there that is the character
0: yeah I love Sterling Um, I play Sterling for most of the covers that I do oh nice it's so like versatile it's it has the the growl even like it's just so good like um i don't know
1: why they don't so they they still i mean they obviously they do stingrays with the big boy at the that's like the standard stingray and then they do the hh uh the double humbucker stingray i think when they do the double they still do double humbucker sterling so besides like the body being smaller and i you know i don't have the chrome uh like plate behind the knobs and stuff that like a stingray would have um one, the, there's a ceramic, I think it's this one. It's like a ceramic. it The pickup is different, where like a Stingray is the same thing the whole time. And if you're a huge Ernie Ball fan, and you can yell at me in the comments if I'm incorrect. But, uh oh, I got my a lot of my cymbal bites, too. When you smash your drummer's cymbals, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've, I've done um, that a couple of the times. Ye old, character. <laughs> so I don't know why they stopped selling the, um... What's it called? The the single coil of the neck position. They must have just not, not been getting the sales. But yeah. I love it. Um, it's got kind of a unique character on the top there. And I think the the double humbucker ones kinda it's like, okay, I know I like it's just two humbuckers <laughs> there. Um jazz bass. This was the classic guitar center. Couldn't sell it because they bought too many of those American elites. Yeah, in like twenty. I think this is a twenty seventeen. I got it in twenty eighteen because it was still sitting at Guitar Center, so they sold it to me for like an absolute bottom dollar discount because it had sat there for so long. And there is a ding on the back of the neck that you can't even see on the camera, and that's it. I love that. I love that. Dude, (laughs) that's like the best thing ever. So, and it's. I mean, so it's like your standard, the J bass, and with the active passive. Um bypass. Much nice. newer than the other one, so I have much less care character. <laughs> it's a beautiful bass. Thank you, sir. I do I have a funny we'll see if you've done this before. I my music man, I blew a capacitor in it. I put a battery in it backwards. And apparently those <laughs> the older wire they did something where if you put the battery in the the battery housing backwards, you can blow out components in there. Like maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I think they've come up with a way to fix that now. But my bass is older than that, so I blew a capacitor, and uh I had to take it in, but I had gigs, and I have a Ibanez uh, five-string, like the sound gear ones that everybody has. I think yeah. you have one.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I have one of the sound gears, and yeah. it, it's like right
1: there, chilling. Yep. Yours is like all reliced out. It's like real beat up, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's from, you know, tour, tour mainly.
1: Yep. Nice. So, but I didn't want to use that on whatever I had. I forget. I was having wiring problems with that one too. So it wasn't reliable at the time. I think I've got it like fixed now so I can use it. I had that strung up as a tenor bass. Nice. Right now actually. So I've got, it's a high fifth string and not a low fifth string. Um, I bought that J base because they were fire sailing it, and I ordered the Elite P bass, like the PJ split, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous, like the they the tobacco finish or whatever. Like awesome, like the light sunburst one. Mm-hmm. And then I played this bass for two weeks, <laughs> and I had the P bass for a day. Damn! Because I took, I said, I I said I need a bass, but I talked to the guy because I like I kind of know him, and I said I'm going to do this, but I'm going to buy the P bass new from you. So you'll end up making money on this. Cause I know you're, know I'm going to return it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing do the rent from guitar center that we all do. Yeah. Um, I returned. <laughs> uh, dude, I felt so bad, but like I played this bass for two weeks and like absolutely fell in love with it. And I got the P bass and I did one gig and I was like, Nope. no, Yeah. I took it. I, I picked it up, took it to the gig and was like, this is not it. And I, I plugged <laughs> in the next day at the house and was like, played for like four hours. And I was like, this is not it. And I drove it, picked this one back up on the way to the gig the next night. (laughs) And he saw me coming in and he was like, (laughs) he he was just shaking his head. I was like, I know, I know, dude, I'm sorry. (laughs) Cause they ordered,
0: they had to get it shipped from the factory. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, he, he knew what was
1: up. Um, Well, if you, yeah, I mean, they know they all play too. And (laughs) if you know, with an instrument, like you, you know, yeah,
0: for, for sure. Um, your uh, story about your the sterling, the capacitor, and the battery like reminded me of uh, the six string I have, which is made by Samic, like some Korean brand. Oh, yeah. um, so I had just got it. Uh, it was, I think it was my first bass that was active and I wasn't getting sound. So, so like I figured out I had to change the battery. Yep. And when I opened it, like whoever I bought it pre owned, but whoever like i guess sold it or something they left a little like message in there and it just said you suck and that was all it said What? (laughs) like in the battery little uh backing or whatever yeah yeah they're they're probably near they're gonna sell it or something and then like that was my little surprise (laughs) for we never
1: experienced that you know i'm not like a big base buyer though yeah. Like, I, so I haven't bought, that was 2018 that I bought the J base and I haven't bought one since then. And I hadn't bought one before that since 2011. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of in the market again. Cause I, I, once I got the J base, I like the process of figuring out like what gigs I want to use it on and like how to really get the EQ dialed in and like what to, what to play, like if it sounds real good on it and stuff like that, kind of gear creative process was kind of fun. Um, Uh, So I'm thinking about it.
0: So uh, for your EQ, um, do you have an EQ that you like, uh, that you set before shows, or do you adjust your EQ while you're at shows?
1: Uh, I'm pretty close to flat. Okay, me me too. Yeah, honestly. And then I'll like Adjust mids to like compensate for like the room a little bit, yeah. And then right hand position, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's about it. I do. I mean, so I say that I do use Sans amp. okay, um, bass driver, and also I have run the uh, Getty Lee Signature Sansamp, and Sans Amp products are pretty heavily scooped. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah. So like, I... yeah, my bass is pretty much just like. Wide open, but I will dial it. The um, what is that? The presence knob on the bass driver will bring that back in, but it gives you overtone series frequencies too, not just like straight rolling up the mids on your bass. It's, I mean, it's like a trade off, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've had a sans amp like just a regular, like basic pedal, and they had the one with the three channels or whatever, but I always I always like sell them for some reason. I think like I like the tone. I love it, but I think just having like extra pedals and stuff, oh. I'm just like just plug in. I have a Fender. Are Rumble. you
1: a are you a dark a dark glass guy
0: then? Um, I so I like them honestly. I haven't I haven't played too much of the high end stuff. Uh, like I did play um an Aguilar, like bass and head and uh. I played it with like a reverend bass and like that, you could hear like
1: everything. I would say there's a super <laughs> a hyper modern setup to, to turn the, turn the highs all the way up. You Get that little yeah. sound on top of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but I, right now I'm, I have a Fender Rumble 500 and I normally play a a five string, like jazz bass. So,
1: oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know. It, I, sold cool. my, I sold my five string jazz like years ago. Yeah, I hate I hated that bass though so much. I had a made in Mexico one, and I and those are the quality can be real good or real bad. And I got a yeah. yeah. Um, the one I have, I played that I played it like a lot. I hated that bass. <laughs> I so
0: my excuse to get this bass was that I was doing a streetlight like Halloween streetlight set. And street life bass player has a five string and I didn't have oh, okay. a five string anymore. So I was like, yeah, I, I have to get a five string to play. That,
1: yeah, legally, you yeah, have to get Yeah, I have to do it. So
0: I convinced my wife and uh, I got it. Um, but it, this one's okay. But I did, haven't like changed anything. I'm just playing it the way it is. And like the strings are wound up all like shittily. And just like <laughs> it's, it's pretty crappy setup. But, you know, it's doing its job right now. I've been real lazy yes. to buy uh, strings.
1: I, that's <laughs> the only way. I I change my strings a lot. I think you're fading. For oh, am I there? You're a
0: little bit. That was weird.
1: Oh, there you go. Am I still here? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, I didn't change anything. <laughs> I solved it with the power of believing in it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big like mod guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I'm sure you're on like a bunch of bass like groups and like forums and things too. Yeah, and like those dudes are nuts. Yeah, uh, are are you in the? Are you in one of like the big ones? Like tens of th- uh, like. In an, I'm in um, Bass Players United. Yes, like the I mean, Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Oh my god, those guys. Yeah, some of those. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Some of those dudes are like, yeah, I chopped down a tree in my yard. Yeah. And then I forged a <laughs> saw from the steel at the bottom of my car to make a base. And you're like, what are you, what? Yeah. Just yeah. order on Sweetwater, dude. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, for real. I use American musical supply, but Sweetwater is okay. cool too. <laughs> but
1: Yeah. I, that's, that is a hobby unto itself, right? They, they just, they have a second hobby on top of their other hobby is the, is the thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Some people are wild with their gear.
1: Yes. <laughs> I have a really modded out P bass, but I didn't do most of it.
0: Yeah. How's it modded out?
1: I don't know the history of the instrument, so I have a lot of questions, and I'm never going to mm-hmm. get any answers. My buddy just had it. <laughs> he found it in the closet at a music store, mm-hmm. and he just he had it in his closet then because he doesn't play bass. And so now I have it, and I did some work to it. I don't know what the original part is, like when the body was made or something, <laughs> but they the previous um oh it's a it's got a badass bridge on it so that's new um the pickups were replaced with active emgs so and it wasn't initially an active base so they had to uh drill out no, the battery <laughs> press. Ca- oh no, in the front. It's oh under the oh. To change the battery, you have to take the pit guard off. Oh, it's I've like seen a that. super built bass. It's like it's like one of those ones you see. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, it's not the world's best gig bass, because you can't like you. If you're gonna take it, you better take another one. Because if the battery dies, you are not changing it before the song is over. Because you gotta take the pit guard off. Yeah. But it sounds bonkers. The pick, they're like the hottest pickups. I like literally if you look at the waveform, it's just like a big long rectangle. <laughs> Absolutely no dynamics, but it hits it like smashes the hell out of any preamp. So it sounds pretty wide. It's like a P-bass, so it's kind of junky already. And then the pickups are real hot. Uh they they drilled that out uh and like rewired it, right? So they also changed the neck um which was didn't fit the pocket so they sort of sanded it down and like beveled it but not enough so the the base like the finish i and maybe some of the wood around the pocket is cracked so i had to then i i actually sanded it all the way down and now it fits real snug and the action isn't like a disaster i had to mess with the truss rod a bunch um they didn't have a string tree on there because they they replaced the neck but then they changed all that too they took the tuning machines off and the string tree why did you replace the neck and then change all of the hardware on the neck? Yeah. And it was the wrong size neck. I like. I have no answers. I changed the pick card in the string tree, and I did the neck adjustment. So that bass has been through it all. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a mess. It's yeah. fun to play, though, because the pickups are not appropriate for the kind <laughs> of bass that it is, but it sounds real bonkers.
0: Yeah, you got to post it Post it in the group.
1: Oh, God. Like, so, yeah, post I, Yeah. Someone, please help me explain this base. And then they'll, yeah. You see, the problem with that, though, is then you get a bunch of guys just posting pictures of their base to you. Yeah. You're like, what happened with this base? And they're like, this is mine. Yeah. Nice all, base. This is all mine. All right. <laughs> you did not answer my question, <laughs> sir. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, man. It's like a little over an hour. So, yep. <laughs> um,
1: base talk there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I think we're going to have to do a part two of this. Because I think we can continue to talk two about now bass. with
1: more bases and spicy yeah. opinions.
0: More bases, more opinions. Let's go. <laughs> uh, where can people listen to Stop, Drop, Rewind?
1: Yeah, please check it out. Uh, we are everywhere you find music. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, regular old YouTube. And uh, clips and things are always on Facebook, Instagram. And now we're on TikTok. Yeah. SDR, K-L-O. And then DJ is DJ SDR. But uh, the normal, you know, anywhere you find music, we are there. So you can sync your TikToks to our music as well. Um, Spotify and, of course, our website, stopdropywind.com and stopdropywind.bandcamp.com, are both good places to find us, too. Um, I also do Nicholas Kazonus Band. That's on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, soul and uh, kind of like blues or R&B inspired act um and we play all over the area and then uh i play with the joe marsinek band sometimes kind of jammy fusion-y thing and i am the bass player for kofi baker's psychedelic trip and we do some of his dad's music he's ginger baker's son uh and then we also do some like beatles hendrix blind faith etc etc like (laughs) you know cool classic rock Oh, so, yeah. so I get I get around, but uh dot com, Facebook. slash stopdroprewind are all good places to find me.
0: Perfect. Well, and thanks so much for talking to me, man. Again, we got to catch up uh, and talk some more bass and more opinions. Yes. Um,
1: but you, also because yeah, my- we got to talk about, I'm pretty sure I saw you do like lost music, right? Yeah, it was the thing that you yeah. okay? I've I they had a thing at South by at Maggie's yeah. for a while, right? Yeah, I booked a, a few of them. I've been I've definitely been to multiple of those. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw you put C now we got stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to do it,
0: man. Uh well I appreciate it. You have a good night and we'll we'll catch up again.
1: Cool man, thanks again. I'll see you. soon. All right. Later.